Given the oh, I had the best dream. I dreamt that I was, I dreamt that I was a sub for Adelaide United, and like I got, I was, I got subbed on. I don't think it was a final or anything, but I got subbed on up top. But it was weird. I like in my dream, I was conscious of that I had travelled back in time, and so like I was Mm. saying, I was saying to uh, Millsy, I was like, I look, bring me on now. I've done this already. I know I'm going to score. It's like, I can't explain it. Just bring me on now. And I, I came on and received the ball just like on the right-hand side outside of the box. Crowd's going nuts. They know what's about to happen. Boom, wake up. Yeah, right. Love that. Bit of surrealism. Bit of dream stuff. Bit of dream yeah. shit going on. Wow. Maybe I should tell my therapist. <laughs> what a deep way to start an Adelaide United Red Edition podcast. Here we are, folks. Let's go. Uh, Tommy and Cooper with me once again. We've just done gone through a... Premier League wrap up from halfway through the season. You can go check that out. Look for the green logo, but this is a red. This will have a red logo because we're talking Adelaide. We went away to Melbourne City, uh, three all draw after being three one up for some time. There was all sorts happened in this game. I don't know where you want to start. Maybe with the initial thoughts on seeing the lineup, uh, Cooper. I'll go to you first. Uh, pretty happy to see us stick with the same three in midfield. Yeah, chuffed to see us stick with the same three in midfield. I was a little bit concerned at first seeing Izzy named at centre-back in place of Nick Ansel after we spoke last week about how good Nick Ansel was and and how we were a little bit excited to see him and Popper play together and finally have some A-League experience next to Popper at centre-back. Um, then Zap has said on the, on the pre-game that Nick Ansel was supposedly originally listed to start and then might have had a little bit of a tweak in the warm-up and didn't have 90 minutes in him, so went back to the bench. But... Yeah, really happy with the lineup. We said last week that we'd probably lynch Colvier if he reverted back to the double pivot, and I'm <laughs> absolutely stoked that he didn't. So, Tommy, lynch him. yeah, I I heard uh, Robbie Cordwaite. Tw- yeah, I didn't hear Robbie Cordwaite tweeted something out saying the same thing that Ansel didn't pull up properly after the previous game. He just didn't feel right to go. Uh, I think we mentioned a couple of episodes ago that Izzy was the guy that we should be playing at centre back instead of Wade or Yavi Lopez. Or was it one day that you preferred? I can't remember now. I think Izzy's a good option if you don't want to play bar, if you don't have Ansel or Wall under your disposal. So I didn't see heaps of this game. I had to work. Like, how did he go? Was he exposed? Was he like, did he have to do heaps? I think our positivity helped him. Um, J-Mac didn't really see much of the ball. Um, I know because of how much Glenn was whinging about his multi, having a, J- <laughs> a J-Mac shot on target a dollar four, and it took a an equaliser in the 91st minute from the penalty spot to get said shot on target. So McLaren didn't see much of it. City didn't see a whole lot of it. But I think, again, it was it was the midfield that helped that. We actually attacked City. And, and I thought originally that, you know, we're going to do the old City are better than us sit off. And I thought he might get a little bit exposed. But because we went at them and and we had a fair whack of the ball for the first 60-odd minutes, um, it, it was nice to have someone in there that could play those deep balls that sometimes we see Popper and Barr and and co try and play and they don't necessarily have them in their bag, whereas he does. Mm. So if we plan to stay on top of games, I don't mind seeing it, but I don't think I'd want to see it if we were going to sit back and, and really absorb pressure. Yeah. There's a lot to the ball playing defender. I don't, I'm, I don't mind that, especially in the, the lower half teams. God, we could definitely use that. It's not a bad idea. If he defends like proficiently, why not? Maybe this is where Izzy prolongs his career with us. He plays until he's 40. That would that would piss everybody in the league off. <laughs> yeah, it would it would piss a lot of people off. Perhaps even us at times. I think. <laughs> um, 
go through some of these goals. George Blackwood got a start over Hero, which I thought was probably a fair move. It looked like Hero was a bit spent, probably needed a few weeks. Hadn't scored for a while, a while either. And um, George pops up after 30 seconds or something and puts us 1-0 up. What the hell was going on? Super George, red hot George. Like, what a move. It pays immediate dividends. Just like last week, you play Aligic, Louis, Cloth as a midfield three and it worked. You do it again this week, it works. And it's like, you can't, cautious Carl, he cannot be afraid to make changes when they're needed. That's why we have a squad. And that's why we say all the time, Blackwood is such an asset because when Hero is spent, you've actually got a guy that can come into a team against the uh, against the Premier's and fucking score goals in the first 30 seconds. He was onto it in a flash, man. Yeah. Um, another one, it was a real good week for the Adelaide United, uh, I guess, the, the scapegoat crowd and the haters because Blackwood scored and also Ryan Kiddo scored. Cooper, your mate. My mate popped up with a goal. Um, I was actually going to bring this goal up um, because we managed to score off a corner. But amazingly, Craig Goodwin still did not beat the first man. No. <laughs> um, it took a hub, it took Hubby <laughs> Lopez to get in front of the first man and flick the ball to the back post for us to score we a goal. We should have been doing all along. Um, that's clearly the well, plan. Well, maybe no that's what we've been run. trying to do, and it's actually it hasn't been Craig's fault at all. He's been putting the ball in the right spot, and the other ten blokes have been forgetting how to play football. At this um, point, it's it. easier for us to blame Lopez than it is to blame <laughs> Craig. Isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Let's not um, upset him in any way. Yeah, he's spot on though. Um, I saw a tweet saying the purchases of the I Hate Adelaide United starter pack are having an absolute nightmare of an afternoon. Um, sad to see George go down though after getting a goal. Um, the Carl Viet said in his post-match press conference that initial thoughts are that it's not ligament damage. It might have just been a hyperextension. So that's good news. What? Yeah. How long would that mean out? Two weeks? Three weeks? Oh, maybe not even. Depends. I'm not a doctor, Tommy. We're, we're not doctors. I couldn't tell you. Um, I just want to note as well that the third goal, <laughs> Craig Goodwin got on the score sheet, his 50th goal for the club now in all competitions. Um, an interesting leave, I guess, by <laughs> Thomas Lamb, who had was rewarded with a start this week, scored a goal for them to equalise in the 12th minute, and then... Does, weirdly decides to let the ball run across him in the penalty box and Craig Goodwin just runs onto it, buries it in the net. How are you going? Goodies giving him a shout. All of a sudden, Adelaide are 3-1 up against Melbourne City in Melbourne. Yeah, he's given him a shout, I think. He's called him out. Lammy thinks it's a, it's a clearing defender. I, what about the ball? Like, what what's what's Jordy Bowes doing? Just swinging <laughs> wild. It was because it was behind Lamb, wasn't it? Like... He would have had to have reached backwards to get it. He was oh. facing. He was facing it. It sat. It sat in the middle of Glover and Lamb, but I, I think someone had to take responsibility for it. it, it was I, I reckon if we're going back and looking at it, it's very close to Lamb. He <laughs> just a, has to take a few steps and get a touch. It's a bad leave all round, but I think Craig's running, running to the corner, doing his celebration, thinking that's the best cross I've ever received wearing an Adelaide United shirt. <laughs> so. Sign him up. Yeah, look, we profited. We profited from like costly errors, um, which put us three one up. But like, yeah. there's genuine there's genuine hustle from the guys in the box. To I thought there was a more from what I saw there was a more concerted press, and it seems like it's getting better every week. We're kind of attacking the correct areas in order to force mistakes. Because like the first goal, Kiddo's on the ball and does well, I think, to can you, to keep the ball moving in the box and keep the city defenders moving. And it you know it's an unfortunate mistake for Tilio, but you know, Cloth has to react quickly to set Blackwood up, and then. 
you've kind of got a similar thing here where Goody is, he's just always alert. He's active in the box for that kind of situation, uh, playing as a center forward, basically. And yeah, absolutely rifles it in. Great finish. Yeah, yeah. sure. Just on, I just want to touch quickly. I know we do these these red editions to talk about Adelaide and the Adelaide players, but you mentioned um, what was Geordie Bose doing in that situation. I don't want to rag too much on on Geordie Bose there, but he, geez, he's got talent, talent in bagfuls, doesn't he? I thought he he's, was. I would. He one was of the, the best players on the park. I, he was probably their most dangerous player going forward, and he he took Ben Halloran out of the game for the most part, who's been in good form for the last couple of weeks. So, I think he's one of probably one of, if not the most talented youngster in the league. He. He's very, very good, and he's a player that obviously we'd love to have, but I think any club would love to have him as an asset. Yeah, if you didn't great. mention it, no, he's got And he, like, he's um, a young guy, so you can expect mistakes. Yeah, he was he was probably the best player on the park for them, I thought. Um, yeah, so we go in halftime 3-1 up, and the worst possible start to the second half happens when Leckie, Leckie scores to make it 3-2 so early, and that probably is what, you know... I'd, I don't really like the whole sitting back, inviting pressure. I know you have to sometimes. Um, at 3-2, we were probably forced into it a bit more than we would have liked. Um, I probably wouldn't have gone and pulled the trigger as quick as Carl did, where Carl got Ethan off and replaced him with Juan Day. Um, and that, to me, just signaled a complete a quick change that we were just going to try and hold out this 3-2 lead, park the bus, Um and it just, just didn't happen that way. We got a bit unlucky. Um, there was obviously the one day, the leg break in there, which we can talk about as well if you if you really want to. But um, yeah, just just a bit of a shitty ending to the game. Really, we just it was just watching us sit back, invite pressure, um, the one day injury, the big delay, and then conceding right at the last second. Popovich knew straight away he'd given away a a poor a poor penalty, a bit a bit clumsy. Um, mm. These are the kind of learning curves we're going to have to go through with someone like Popovich, I think, which is fine. I'm all right with that. I still think yeah. overall he's been great this season. So, um, yeah, no, I, don't, just, I don't know what you want to make of any of that. I'll just rewind it right back to the the, the Lecky second goal. I uh, saw a lot of people online kind of bemoaning uh, Gauchi's attempt at saving that. Looked like Halloran wasn't too impressed when it went in off yeah. the boot. Does bounce. It's quite well hit. Does bounce just in front of him. It's a tough one. You should have saved it, but I'm not. Yeah. We're not going to yeah. be up in arms about it, are we? Like, um, how many? Yeah. How many times does Halloran make stupid mistakes all over the park? You know, like get himself sent off. If you if you start so, if you start thirty games in goal in a in a professional football season, you're bound to have an error that leads to a goal. It, yeah. it comes with goalkeeping. It happens, and in hindsight, when we look back at it at the end of the season, we're going to have gained more points thanks to Joe Gauchi than we're going to have lost. So absolutely, yeah, exactly. you wear them. Um, I, I think point. I, I think it, it being three one up and what fifty minutes into a game and and throwing it away for say it, it stings. Um, but I think if you just look at the situation overall and and try and take it into the next week, if you'd offered me a point away to City before we went there, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. So, mm. no, that's a good point. What do you make of the call that we were more hampered by the one day injury? Uh, if we're just talking purely football, just our guys wouldn't have been as focused potentially as City after the re the restart. It's harsh, but it's football, isn't it? Injuries happen in football, whether it's a leg break mm. or a hamstring or whatever it is. I know it's one of they the were worst quite, ones. They were quite but... cut on the field, like few of them in well, tears. You they were rattled. And I mean, I made a comment yeah. to, 
I made a comment and not to be harsh and not to be a, a complete dick or whatever, but I made a comment mm-hmm. in the in one of the chats where we were talking about the game. Um, as soon as I saw Javi Lopez in tears while the incident was occurring, I just said, get him off. Uh, like, <laughs> I just thought someone give the guy a hug. Like he's just by himself. It, it's a lot. It's But I'm going to be that guy that goes, you know, it's football and injuries occur. Um, and if you can't, whatever they are, if you're not able to move on. For, if, if I saw someone say it on Twitter and it, it might be cynical, but if Denmark can hold on for a point after Christian Eriksen has a heart attack, then it's not an excuse when someone breaks their leg. We did hold on for a point. <laughs> <laughs> See, it does feel like a loss. Uh, thankfully, one day didn't die for a few seconds on the field there either. Uh, you, you were talking earlier, Sammy, about this. Uh, it is it is it just a leg break? It feels like the reaction to it has been way more than a simple leg break. It looks like uh, I think people are just putting the dots together, aren't they? Looking at one day's age and the severity of that injury. And saying that's probably his time done as a professional footballer. Mm, the last time, uh, I feel, I feel after, after it happened, I do like to make things about myself. I felt really guilty for the things that I've said on the pod recently about him, <laughs> and maybe some of the stuff I've yelled in the stadium. Uh, I kind of felt like I, not that I wished this upon him, but I kind of manifested it in a way, and I, I just want to apologize one day. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't take a poor touch and break your own leg. It's fine. Did he actually get booked? Oh, that was harsh. He did get booked. He, yeah. did. he got booked. That's fucked. Isn't is that it... just the A-League in a nutshell? Well, is it though? Dude, he's never going to play again. <laughs> you yeah, booked but... him. It's his last act on the field. So Are somewhere. you meant to ignore what happened just because of the injury? Like... <laughs> For, yeah, card in, <laughs> for card index betting purposes, I was glad he flicked one up before he got off the pitch. Oh, there um, we go. I one saw last payout. Thank you. Took out of my wallet. No, I did see a tweet that said, um, I know it drove across the pitch, but they probably shouldn't have yellow carded the ambulance on the way out. Yeah, uh, good one. Uh, Johnny, you all got some minutes. I'll give he you did. a yellow card if you make any more shit jokes like that, man. Well, I was about to bring up my my discussion with Tom last week about how if Johnny Yule got rid of the frosted tips, he might get some fucking playing time, and he rocks up with a shaved head this week, and Carl goes, "You're on the pitch." Are you shaving frosted him tips? In the reserves? Uh, not all frosted tips, but if you'd seen those ones, <laughs> hashtag not all frosted tips. Fucking <laughs> hell. Let's get it on track. You've got some minutes. Um, we've all been screaming out for this for quite some time. Uh, he got out there. He was booked for, I don't know what. It looked like just maybe jabbering at the ref. But, um, yeah, he got some minutes. I don't know how much we can expect from someone coming on at this point of the game against Melbourne City, City when we're just trying to part the bus. I reckon if you all you had listened to, all you knew about him was what we had spoke about him, you would have expected him to come on and win the game for us. <laughs> he didn't look anywhere near doing that kind of thing. Well, I spoke, when we spoke about him the other week, I spoke about how he potentially didn't come on the week before because it wasn't the time. He, he plays that box-to-box role, but he loves to get forward and potentially, you know, holding on to a lead wasn't the time to bring him on. And I, I think if we didn't have the injuries, you know, we've just taken Allegic off. Juande had been on less than 10 minutes when this occurred. Mm. Uh, I dare say we weren't going to see him again. And it's probably because we were in another one of those situations. So he probably did finally get his minutes in a time where he wasn't built to th- uh, to thrive. I feel yeah. like now he's closer, you know, we're dropping, midfielders dropping like flies, defenders dropping like him too with Izzy playing at centre-back now. 
you know, there's gaps in the midfield and he's going to have to play minutes regardless of whether Carl wants him to or people want him to. He's going to get him. And if he starts getting him from the start of the game, then we'll finally get to see whether whether he can get forward and produce like we, we think and we hope he can at an A-League standard. Yep. Well, he's got to play now, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he, he probably does. Um, we go on. I don't know if you're ready to move on, but we've got Brisbane Raw this week, next game, uh, Saturday night. Uh, they're some interesting form from them. Uh, they got battered on the weekend by Newcastle. Um, I going off what we've done in the last two games, I'm expecting a win at home now. Really? What based on us being just marginally better than we were in the yep. previous five? Yep, and at home. I don't know. Expe- expect a reaction from Brisbane here. They were. They, I thought they were. They were purring up until then. They were defensively quite, quite, uh, you know, well, well suited. I think to the opposition that they do come up against. I think it'll be the same thing with us. We like to get the ball wide and cross it, and that is to Tom Aldridge and Co's advantage back there. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't expect a lot. We have played a lot more central in the last two weeks without a double pivot. Um, I think a lot of the time we potentially played wide and cross because, you know, every time Zach Clough got the ball in an advanced area, the only players in space ahead of him or alongside him were on his wings. So we had to go out there. Um, whether we continue to do it and whether we're that good at it, I don't know. But we gave Brisbane problems with 10 men and a double pivot. If we're sticking with this midfield and we're going to get at them and we manage to cause city issues, we should be beating Brisbane at home. Cool. I'm I'm agreeing. I think. Um. Well, I don't know how much I agree. I just I'm expecting. I want. I want a win. I want three points at home. I'll be very disappointed with anything less. Uh. We gave them enough slack in that month back after the World Cup, and now I'm just gonna want a result at every every game I attend at High Marsh. I'm gonna be expecting a result now. So hopefully That's we get very, that. Very bratty child of you. Quickly before we finish. Um. Ugh. Yeah, I, I thought we were going to do this. I hate to sour everything, but um, Graham Arnold signed on for four more years, Tommy. Um, does that mean we're going to have four more years of Arnie Out content? You know it, Sammy. That's like giving us the $6 million. It's, it's, it works better for us than it does for Arnold, I think. We could almost do a better job. Um, is everyone just happy to... Uh, looking at the comments online and the reaction from people. I know it's a small sample looking at online and Twitter and stuff is a dumpster fire, but the reactions seem pretty overwhelmingly positive in favor of Arnold. I'm just wondering like, what are we just going to let these, um, these four games at a world cup gloss over, gloss over the entire qualifying campaign. We are through. We are. People think that (laughs) people think that he clicks his fingers and we appear at a world cup. Um, I think it is a four years is a bizarre decision when you have an Asian Cup in less than twelve months' time, where you're going to get a competitive look at how we fare yeah. again against those same teams that we will have to beat to be at a World Cup in four years' time. Teams again. that we've teams that we've it's, already struggled against under no, Arnold before. It's no yeah. good overachieving at a World Cup if you're not going to be at one in four years' time. And I'm not saying we won't be there. 
but four years is a long time in football. And if we go to this Asian Cup next year and we underachieve massively, we don't get past a round of 16, we get knocked out in the groups and we start our World Cup qualifying campaign in a couple of years' time and we lose three or four games off the bat, what then? Yeah, we're in strife. I mean, that the Asian Cup has got to be the absolute determiner. And where I would say we're comfortably the fifth best team in Asia, but that doesn't mean that nations like Thailand and Iraq, we always struggle against, and you know any of these emerging nations out of the Middle East with a bit of money now, like this is, this is no easy feat, and we're not developing properly. And if you're looking four years ahead, we're not going to have Aaron Boy in four years, and he is the best player in this team. And so you're looking again to try and replace the absolute gold, you know, the rolled gold players that we have, and is Arnie the guy to bring them through? I don't know. That's what he said was the whole reason he's here. He says he's worked with the Oli Roos. He's brought this unit through. He wants to give them another four years together. I, I don't know. Like, I don't know. He's not going to change the way he plays. So how yeah. are we going to win we, football matches? <laughs> Makes no sense. I think we all, we all said after the World Cup that it was we probably would have stuck with him for the Asian Cup at least just because it was so mm. soon. So but then that should be, you know, that's kind of your defining point. Not the World Cup, the Asian Cup. Because that's where, like we said, we're playing against the teams that we struggled against in qualifying that I think a bunch of those teams of the Asian Cup could batter us. Oh, um, easy. Japan, and, Iran, Saudi Arabia. And then so what happens? We have a disaster of an Asian Cup and then we're, we're, they're just going to stick with him anyway? Yeah, that's in it. In hope to that try we make a World Cup thing. and just try it. And then we lift because, you know, everyone gets up and about for a world cup and the players lift and, you know, we get a response and <laughs> you limp your way through the group stage, which let's be honest, we did. We limped our way through the group stage, didn't we? Um, one nils. Yep. Yeah. We got very lucky against <laughs> Tunisia. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we still got the result, but uh, just, I'm just pretty annoyed about this. So I, I was expecting to keep him on probably until the world, uh, the Asian cup, but, that was at the bare minimum and probably the maximum as well. Move on after that, try something else. Um, but no, nope, they're going to stick with them. And so we can look forward to another four years of uh, bringing in guys from Sydney to play and bringing in goalkeepers that played in New South Wales and didn't, you know, didn't earn their spot. So whatever, whatever. Well, if they set up the new um, state-of-the-art football hub in Sydney, I think that's exactly what you can see coming through in the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Well, yeah. it, it has to be Sydney, though, doesn't it? It won't um, be anywhere else. Yeah, exactly. I saw a um, I saw a comment on the post about the uh, four-year deal today that said terrible for Australia, great for Andrew Redmayne, and that's that's probably the best way to sum it up. Great for John Crawley and Co. Mm. Yeah, the the Redmayne thing again. Like he's still not in the best, not even in the best. 10 or 11 goalkeepers in the he's not, A-League at the moment. A million times, and I won't say it again, he's not even Sydney's best goalkeeper. You'll say it again. Say I, it again. What'd you say? Do it, do it one I, more time. He is not Sydney's best goalkeeper. I'm a huge Tom Hewitt bell fan. And I would be gutted if I was him being Aren't stuck behind this guy. That Did anyone see Andrew Redmayne stand 15 metres too far across the wrong side of his fucking goal and let Jake Brimmer cross a ball in from 40 yards into his near post on the weekend? How yes. are we taking this fuckwit to the World Cup? And how the fuck are we going to do it again in four years' time? Love no, that. No. Tee off. Like every good keeper, he blamed his ball. 
It's always the Wolves' fault. Um, <laughs> that might do. Unless, oh, Tommy, you want to talk about any other A League? You, you. Oh, Mariners West Sydney, great, great game. I don't Good know, this game. Is that's that's all. We should have yeah. done that beforehand. Yeah, we probably should. We could have. Um, I, I just think overall the, the A League's been pretty good to watch the last few weeks. Has been. Um, yeah. The Macarthur West United game on the weekend was pretty dismal. It was a two-all draw as well, but it just seemed. It's probably more to do with the fact there's nobody there to watch those two clubs, and none of us give a crap about them. But yeah, yeah. Central Coast West Sydney was a good watch. Um, good stuff. Uh, get around the A-League. It's good. And hopefully we get three points Saturday night against Brisbane. Yeah. See you all at RGK for some drinks and a yep, Chevo roll. A Chevo. That's what I'm looking forward to. Hell yeah. Um, all right. We'll sign off then. Uh, thanks for listening. Get around it. Like I said, Europod, have a listen. Premier League wrap up. And we'll be right next week. Yeah. Bye.